welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Um, how are you doing this morning? Good morning. Doing fantastic. Yeah, enjoying. Uh, we're uh, you know taping this a little bit before the end of July, but we're uh, heading that way and uh, enjoying your summer. I am very much. It has been a blessing, honestly, just to have the family all around so much. Uh, I know on our leadership calls recently, we were all talking about um, the joy of family being around. And I think so many of us are experiencing that in the season. And that's just been sweet. Um, one of the things is we talk about supernatural stuff going on just in the daily lives. I think one of the sweet things that um, I've been experiencing with my family this summer, and I know you guys experience this together a lot too, but we have been able to carve out some very intentional time. Um, just a couple of weeks ago with my daughter-in-law, Olivia, um, beginning to start um, FCA in the North shore area. She's mm -hmm. going to be the area representative for that. Mm -hmm. And so Anna and Olivia and I were able to take a day by the pool, which makes it all the more pleasant of just fasting and prayer and seeking God for wisdom and instruction and promises and just anything he wanted to say ahead of her stepping into both raising the support and um, just the ministry that he has for her there and spend a day just listening and responding to God together and sharing the beauty of that. And it was a fantastic day. And just this past week, um, Anna had some questions, Anna and Ryan had some questions they wanted to bring before God. And so we took another poolside day of fasting and praying and seeking God. And she made the comment yesterday, and it's just so cool to watch her faith grow in this too. She's like, what a blessing this is. She's like, it's crazy that God can just speak to me personally, but a lot of times he doesn't just speak to me personally. He wants to show up when we do this together yeah. and to give, to weave together the beauty of telling you the same thing. He's telling me the same thing. He's telling Ryan, the same thing he's telling her friend Reagan, um, you know, and just affirming his will all across the board. And it's funny as she was saying that I pick up my phone and this is a comical, she laughs at me because the number of times it happens, I pick up my phone because I want to just make a note of something on there. And the time of course is three, three, three. And so immediately I laugh and I'm like, you got to see this. And she's like, I know, I know, because she's heard me say it so many times. Whenever I see that Jeremiah 33, three comes to mind and call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and mighty things you do not know. And as we often say, that word for mighty translates as supernatural things that not only do you not know, but you can't know me, know them unless you call to me and ask and seek me. And she's like, of course, he says that right in the middle of this. He's just reminding us, this is the beauty of relationship with him personally and the beauty of what he wants to do in community as we call and we seek him together. He mm. loves to speak supernatural yeah. things in there. Yeah. So I've had a summer of this sort of thing and it's just been beautiful. You know, yeah. I, I just think it's beautiful. It's a yeah. blessing. Yeah, it is a beautiful thing. Um, you can tell her that um, 
that's how Michelle uh, grew in her faith uh, when she was at college. She, she got connected with FCA, uh, mm. and they, you know, really poured into her. And then she became uh, the president of that local uh, college awesome. college chapter. And she and she was giving it away uh, through there. And you know, so it take her when kids go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that moment where you know they've been you know, they, they're believers and they've received Christ and, and they're, you know, living that way. But when they go away from, you know, uh, the parents, they have to own that faith by themselves. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, they go, and regardless of where they go, uh, they're going to have that process of, is this really all true, you know, for mm-hmm. me that I can stand on it? And they should, that's a faith building experience. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. And, uh, what we what we do is, uh, and we did this with our kids, and we encourage people, particularly with kids that are going off to college, is that um, when we talk about the covenant, God says, "I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing." Mm-hmm. Uh, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Mm-hmm. You know, choose, choose life, life, choose blessing, and so that um, as you look at your adult kids particularly when you're going away, you, you still have the opportunity to mm-hmm. uh, provide blessing because financially they need it. Uh, right. So when our kids went to college and we understood, we had already understood about, they're going to kind of go through a sorting process of, do I really believe this? And am mm-hmm. I going to come out of it with my own faith now walking with God? Right. Um, and it was going to be, you know, it was going to be a little bit of a challenge. So we understood that um, they needed fellowship mm-hmm. uh, with solid people that would at least walk Absolutely. with them through that process. And they wouldn't do it, you know, by on their own. So what we did is said, uh, in order for us to fund your college, um, you had to get a B average. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had to attend a church that you, and pick one that you like. Right. Um, and then you had to join a parachurch, uh, ministry there at the college and just, mm-hmm. again, just that pick, would provide pick, that community and pick one you like where that you, you really just like the people and that they were, mm-hmm. you know, biblically based. And, uh, and they all, interesting enough, they all picked different ones when they went to college, but Michelle, right. Michelle picked, um, FCA. Yeah. And those leaders, you know, poured into her and then Mm -hmm. she grew and she went through her sorting of, no, I really do believe this. And she not only believed it, but she became the leader of that local chapter Mm -hmm. along with that staff to to give it away, which meant she really understood it yeah, uh, because she could give it away, you know? And so FCA, you know, we hold that in high regard, uh, of what, what happened, you know, for Michelle and, uh, and now she's in, you know, she's in eternity with God. Partly, I believe, you know, she was already a believer, but I think her depth, uh, really, uh, really grew a lot with FCA, Mm -hmm. you know, so tell her, you know, yeah, I'll have to tell Olivia that that'll encourage her so much. Cause I know God's speaking some great promises ahead of her time here. Um, you know, that FCA is how Dan became a Christian though. Oh, no, I didn't know that. I don't know if you realize that no. or not. Yeah. FCA in college at the Air Force Academy is when he first, you know, he grew up going to Catholic church 
um, but never realized the real relationship behind it until mm. he was at an FCA meeting at the Air Force Academy. So we have you know, longstanding support and just love for, for the organization. So oh, we're excited beautiful. for her to step into it. That's, that's pretty neat. So how did he, yeah. how did he get exposed to FCA at, at uh, the Air Force Academy? It's, you know, it was an ongoing group there and he was involved in athletics and I think somebody just invited him to come, uh, you know, and so he showed up and there, the rest is history. He and his friend, Aaron, actually, um, who's one of his best friends to this day, uh, were at FCA that night and then came back to their room and pulled out. This is kind of funny. Um, Dan had done a year at Virginia tech before he went to the air force Academy mm -hmm. and, um, there was a girl there, probably the only girl who ever said no to him, um, a girl that he had asked out who ended up turning him down and sharing that the reason she wasn't going to go out with him was because he wasn't a Christian. And he kind of <laughs> blew that off and was like, yeah, whatever. But she gave him a Bible, um, that very Bible he had in his room that night. And when he and Aaron came back from FCA, they pulled out that Bible and both of them prayed together to receive Christ. Mm. She probably will never know that story, and uh, but we know it's it's it was a part of what God used to just open his eyes, and then FCA, you know, made the made the final push there. God used that to to show him what he was missing. Yeah, wow. uh, he and Aaron both, you know, amazing faith now, and it's amazing. It all started right there, though. That's beautiful. Well, as we're talking about the supernatural, um, we're going through these stories of the Gospels. Uh, we're, we're in Mark, and we're uh, processing and discussing, uh, you know, the beauty of uh, how do we put ourselves in a position, and what, what are some of the things that are necessary for us to experience the supernatural. So we're going through these mm -hmm. stories, and we come to this woman um, uh, at that was, you know, uh, had a problem. And so go to Mark chapter nine, uh, five and read verses 21 all the way through 34. Sure. Now, when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him and he was by the sea and behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came Jairus, uh, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her, to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Yeah. And um, so she's got a problem. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been going on for 12 years. And obviously, she's tried to get uh, medical help, mm-hmm. uh, but nothing, nothing's working. Um, so she knows that Jesus is there because she can, she, uh, was there and, and there was a throng of people there. Um, what did she decide to do? She reached out and touched the hem of his garment. Yeah. And said, if I can get and touch the hem of his garment, um, I'll be able to be healed. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go after it. Um, okay. Yeah. Now, uh, she knew something and understood something, which is what drove her there. And so if you jump over, uh, Kathy, to uh, Malachi chapter 4, um, and um, uh, just read verses 1 and 2. But there's an interesting statement. And by the way, it's made several times in the Old Testament. Uh, okay. Malachi 4, 1 to 2. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly, will be stubble, and the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that that will leave them neither root nor branch. But to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. Yeah, so uh, they understood the son of righteousness as Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the term in the English uh, and this is, you can find this in uh, uh, Numbers, you can find this in Deuteronomy, you can find it in Psalms here in Malachi. He'll have healing in his wings. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the Hebrew underneath that is the hem of his garment. Oh, that's wild. He right? will have healing in the hem of his garment. And it goes back to Numbers, actually chapter 15. And uh, God instructed uh, Moses to uh, put a blue thread in the hem of the garment, which was the, you know, consider the shawl that goes over mm-hmm. that you would, you would wear. And um, it's a place of, of promise and power and healing and supernatural that uh, the individual must surrender their will to receive God's will of the supernatural. Mm. And it was it was visibly the hem of his garment and it was a blue thread through the hem of his garment. Wow. Um, so she, she had obviously been taught this, that healing is there if you can just touch the hem of she his garment. She just had to get there, yeah. Um, and by the way, it was more than just a magical thing. It was a, uh, and she understood it as I, I believe mm-hmm. and I'm surrendering my will to his to receive the healing. Right, a which, true act of faith. Yeah, yeah. Which, which was her understanding. Okay, so here's Jesus. He's got his garment on and it's got a blue mm-hmm. thread in it. Um, and she knows him and recognizes him as Messiah. Mm-hmm. So, she, so she basically concluded what? That if she could touch the hem of his garment, there's healing there. That there, it says mm-hmm. there's healing there. So I'm going to go after it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, um, she's a woman. 
shouldn't even touch a man. Uh, she's, uh, you know, uh, not clean, mm -hmm. so she shouldn't be there. Right, and the, shouldn't and, even be in the crowd. And right. there's a and there's a big crowd there anyway. So it wasn't like, um, well, maybe he'll pass by me. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can touch it. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll, we'll, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll just see what happens. She said, I'm going after it. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't care uh, about the crowd. And I don't care that I'm not healed. And I don't care about anything other than I believe that there's healing mm -hmm. there. Um, and, and she goes after it, uh, and she, she pursues it. Um, and, um, when she did, what happened? She was he like immediately he senses the power has gone out and she was healed. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, she's healed. Um, and it says immediately, mm -hmm. um, the heal, she was healed of the 12 year affliction. Right. Okay, um, and Jesus says, who touched me? And of course they say, what do you mean who touched you? Everybody's touching you. <laughs> Everybody's touching you. <laughs> uh, no, uh, he says, power, I have no power has gone out from me. And mm -hmm. uh, the woman, uh, knowing that it, what had happened to her, you know, when he says, who touched me, says, well, I did. Uh, and I and told him the whole truth. Mm -hmm. Okay, now think about, and see, these scriptures are so cool of what they say and what they want us to pursue deeper. And she told him the whole truth. Mm -hmm. What did she tell him? What he already knew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, well, I knew that healing's in your wings. Mm -hmm. Healing is in your hem of your garment. Um, I understand that. Mm -hmm. Since you have it and the healing's there, I came after it. And I, I right. touched it to to receive what I believe to be true mm -hmm. and told him the whole story. Um, and it wasn't, and by the way, this is important for our testimonies. We tend in the Christian church today mm. only tell the end of the story. Right. Hey, I was healed. Or this happened. Mm -hmm. I prayed and this happened. And they don't say the whole story of, well, I knew what the scriptures say. Mm -hmm. I, I pondered this. I believed it. I knew that you had it and you're the Messiah and healing is there. So I came after it. Mm -hmm. She told the whole story. And then, Hey, by the way, when I touched you, I got healed. Right. I love uh, it. And then he says, uh, daughter, uh, your faith has made you well, go in Shalom and be healed now permanently mm -hmm. of, of your affliction. Uh, because you went after it so that, um, and here's, here's what I tell people about this is that, um, when I, when I have people come and they've got an issue, a problem, a, a difficulty, um, something that they've tried to fix, which she did by the way, mm -hmm. for 12 years, uh, but, but isn't happening, nothing's happening. Right. And they're a little bit discouraged. Uh, I've been praying, I've been praying, I've been praying, nothing. So I guess it ain't going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, and most of the time, by the way, they've been doing what she's been doing. And that is she's been looking for a natural cure. 
Right. And she didn't find one. But the difference with her was, oh, you know what? I know something about this. Mm-hmm. I'm going after it. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to say, yeah, but it hasn't happened to me. Why bother? I'm going after it. Um, mm-hmm. So what I say to people is one of the ways to experience God's healing is go after it. Mm-hmm. And I say what that means is you got, you got to be in the same position she was. And think about this. Uh, on what basis did she go after it? She had Out been of a, need. She had been in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't. Well, I know Jesus heals. So I guess I'll just go right. and say, you know, could you heal me? Now, by the way, we've we've had stories already with the blind people and all that. Hey, mm-hmm. Jesus, I see that you heal. Could you heal me? Right. Okay, this is a little bit different because she went after it. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, she had already pondered truth mm-hmm. and processed the truth and went after it. So what I tell people is, would you be willing to go into the word and process what does he say about your mm-hmm. problem? What mm-hmm. does he say he'll promise? What does he say he can do? That's so good. Um, and as you learn that, now take that personally mm-hmm. to Christ, you know, our Lord, and start to touch him and go after it and say, you know, are you now willing to heal me? Because I know something that you've said, and I'm going to pursue it. And now I'm mm-hmm. going to pursue this specific thing that I got. And, I, and I'm asking you to, to fulfill it, you know, and to go after it. And, and so um, I believe in healing. I believe in supernatural. I believe in this. It doesn't do me any good to say, well, it, since it's there, why don't you just pray? Mm-hmm. Well, no, they have to they have to go after it in a way of I got to learn this. I got to be willing mm-hmm. to learn this and let God uh, reveal to me truth and then start applying that to my personal situation. Mm, that's good. But the key is don't be lazy. Right. She went right. after it um, and received it, you know. And so one of the ways to receive it is to actually be aggressive and go after it um, mm-hmm. and not to demand it but to seek the truth about what he has and wants to do for me and all that he wants to do for me. But I, but I, but I don't reject it or neglect it. Mm, I go after it because that's what she did. So that's one, one cool thing is, is, you know, and and a lot of it is because of doubt where I've been praying, 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 nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, And people around me say it doesn't, it doesn't No, God doesn't do that anymore. Um, and yeah, I understand that. So the key is, well, why don't you just go after it a little bit mm-hmm. um, and don't be lazy with it? Because uh, in my view of it is, well, why wouldn't you? Right. Uh, the way you're going, it ain't working. So why don't you go the other direction and go find out if it's if and when you do, like like you and I have experienced, it thrills your heart. And you get excited and then you want to, you want to experience it more. And by the way, what do you want to do? Other, everybody around you is, Hey, Hey, right. um, we'd like you to experience that as well. Now I can't persuade you and I don't have the power to give it to you, but, but I can testify to what I know and I've experienced. That's it. And I know who can, 
you know, and let me help you walk into it and process mm -hmm. it. So uh, I would just urge everybody to be willing that you could take your problem, start pursuing into the word and see what he has to speak about that and let him, but the key is, is go after it. That's awesome. I love that. And yeah. I love just how personal his response to her was. That yeah. it, you know, it says, just I'll add that in real quick, that he looked around to see who had done this. Yeah. <laughs> he, it's, he knew, you know, he knows everything, yeah. yet he still took the time to look in her eyes and to see her, right. somebody who hadn't been seen really for 12 years, mm, right? Mm, and beautiful. so in a process of the healing, he also was like, I need to heal her heart as well. And that comes into seeing her and talking to her and speaking healing over her as yeah. well, because yeah. there's more here than just that. And I yeah. love how personal that is. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Heavenly Father, thank you for that truth. Uh, we pray that we'll have the courage like she did, uh, based on some truth that she had pursued. Uh, she went after it. Um, and so I just pray that we won't get lazy, that we'll go after mm -hmm. it. Usually it's just learning the truth that she had already learned. Um, and that as she processed it, she did understand something that she hadn't understood before is that Jesus was the source of that healing. And so mm -hmm. we just pray that we'll uh, be, have a heart to go and, and start understanding and have a desire to experience the supernatural, not to be skeptical and not to be lazy, but rather to pursue it. And we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for sharing today and thank you for joining us, everyone. If this brought questions up, send them in to us at questions at afjministry.com. We'd love to talk about them on here. And we'll see you next time. Yep, we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.